Hello and good day everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers Podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format. We keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. Hello everybody. Uh, I am Ryan. I am the Japan hobbyist out of the Tokyo area of Japan. And uh, you want me to introduce the topic today? Yeah, yeah. And feel free to just talk weird because that's currently what I'm doing today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. go, go ahead. Um, but yeah, so we've done the... Um, what was it? The uh, Planes of Pioneer episodes before, uh, which is where we went through like all the mechanics and we went through all the playable cards or all the uh, you know staple cards from from each thing. And we stopped. I want to say we stopped like right before Eldraine. Um, so we will probably try to link you guys at the beginning. Um, you know, beginning of this episode. You know, you can check out the details to find all of those old ones. But basically, what we wanted to do is go through all of those sets that came out after or sorry, from Eldraine forward and talk about, you know, what are the pioneer staples from these sets, especially with, you know, everybody, you know, going out and buying cards or wanting to buy new cards, and they really don't have any idea what cards, you know, need to be, you know, kind of picked up if they're trying to, you know, make their paper collection. So that's what we're going to do today. That's that's what I, you know, uh, approached Kevin about. Um, I want to make this definitive podcast episode about all the cards that you need you know to play from these most recent yeah handful of sets yeah okay okay so i you know i looked at originally a little bit different i was kind of thinking like hey you know we got spoilers coming out next week uh we're gonna be looking at how we are at card evaluation so it doesn't hurt to kind of go back and look at the previous sets you know everything's a little bit better with hindsight Mm -hmm. so it's nice to say like you know hey maybe we kind of missed this card on our first paths through but yeah this has now become a staple that we uh you know we we didn't think about when it was set review time so it's a nice reminder as everyone's trying to evaluate new cards of like what really does break through in the Mm -hmm. format and sometimes it's a lot fewer cards than you would expect yeah 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 i mean that that's a, a good point too you know we did all these set reviews and we kind of even revisited some of them but we haven't revisited all of them and i figure this is just better you know let's just go over what cards are good from each set what are the staples okay so how far how far back did you go on this? all right so i actually started at core 20 i think we might have done core 20 last time um but uh, mm. i don't think we have to start there if you want we can start from throne and i know you know we kind of did the set review episode of like those first few things so maybe for like the first i don't know three or four sets i'll just read off my list of of um uh, uh staple cards and then you can tell me if you agree or disagree because i think you might have started a little bit later right a little bit. You know, Throne, I kind of left off. I almost feel like I could pick as many cards from Throne of Eldraine as the rest of the list we're going to talk so about today. So, again... Uh, just because the set is so good. It's the best set ever. Yeah, but th- again, we're we're talking about staples, not playables. So like, No, I'm talking about staples. Like, honestly, yeah. there are just so many, so many good cards. Yeah. And I guess before we start, I should tr- probably kind of define what a staple card is i mean for me when i was sure. going through these these uh sorry all these sets and like picking my cards i was looking for cards that are currently being used in other decks or have recently been used as well um so something that's either like a four of or like a, a core card of the deck that's what i see as a staple can you agree to that or do you have anything you want to add i think that's reasonable you know maybe you can include common sideboard cards but yeah yeah uh, i did yeah, that too that, that's about right I did that too and, um, and also, you know, there's a couple different types of staples, I think, that we have. You know, for example, um, like I said, there's the core uh, deck staples like Winota, 
you know, like that, you know, you're always going to need four of, um, you know, for, for that type of deck. Um, there's also like the, the must haves such as like lands. I think those are always going to mm-hmm. be staples. Um, and then there's also like, uh, uh, cards that kind of can see play across uh, a variety of decks, you know, like for example, thought sees will be like in every black deck or, you know, rip, you know, rest in peace. So we, I mean, we're not going to talk about rest in peace today because we already talked about that before, but that would be like something that would be in like all white decks, you know, as graveyard hate. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting conversation is that it, there's a little bit of like, what's worth your money. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking of this as a, you know, budget in mind episode. Like I, I don't usually get speculative and be like, no, Oh, no, hey, no. You know, this we're is not- a format staple. I want to buy 30 of these. Yeah. And it's going to you know make you money. I, I was more of thinking of it just as like, Hey, this is a card that, yeah, um, you know, it is very important to its archetype or its play yeah. in multiple archetypes. That that's kind of where you're but, on as well. But, but yeah, that's not I'll say. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes we talk about it as like, hey, this is a very good pickup because yeah. it's a reasonable price now. Yes, and it's usable in six decks. Whereas, like you know, Winota right now, it's hard to say like, hey, Winota right now is a great pickup yeah. because it's expensive no. and it's only played to one deck. So it's kind of a if you know you're going to play Winota, play that. But I'm for the most part not going to be talking about like, hey, this is a good budget pickup or no, hey, this no, is a good no, um, no. you know playable in several decks pickup no like i'm not focusing so much on price wise i'm just basically yeah. we're recommending the cards like if you're playing um so anyways uh, we were talking about planes of pioneer episodes before real quick and i wanted to kind of go over some cards i think we might have missed from those past episodes and you know things that might have become staples since we did those that we didn't really consider before and i know i don't i don't know if you did you make a list or do you want me to just read off my list for throne of eldraine specifically no not throne of eldraine so i'm talking about all of the other planes of pioneer episodes that we did you know like on ravnica and Cats and you know the other core sets and stuff like that there's a couple cards that i think we might have missed in our um Ooh. You know what I mean? Like for okay, I, yeah. So I don't think I don't. I, I didn't go back yeah. to the other ones and. So you know, I did, and you can tell me. So again, um, you can just tell me if you think that you would consider this a staple card now. So for example, temporal trespass. We definitely did not call that out as a staple when we were doing our uh, you know cons of Tarkir, um, you know pioneer uh, review. Yeah, and I would don't think I'd call it a staple now. Really? It's a one to two of in one specific deck. Yeah, but I mean, still, it's it sees plays in pretty much all Phoenix decks, correct? Uh, yeah, but just just that one deck. Okay. You know, it, uh, yes, that's a popular deck, but it only sees play in one deck. Okay. Um, another card, I think Fiery Impulse. We probably didn't call that when we went over Origins, but it's seeing a lot of play. So what do you think? Would you say yes or no to that being a staple now? I feel like it's still only in one deck and not always. Well, again, so I'm low on calling that a staple. So again, when my definition of staples is cards not so much that see play in all decks, but like would see play in one deck. For example, like four of like Winota only sees play in Winota, but that's still a format staple. Sure. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then how about Alpine Moon? I don't know if we talked about that when we went over M19. As a sideboard card, yeah. we might have, um, you know, it. it's a sideboard card. Yeah, th- maybe that one's a staple. Like, that one's reasonable. Okay. That could probably fit the definition. Okay. All right. All right. So, okay, that's enough for me then. I just, there's some cards that I thought, you know, hey, are these staples or not? So, let's move on um, to some of these newer staples. So, starting with Throne of Eldraine, I mean, do you want to, I mean, do you have any cards that you would say off the top of your head that you would consider a Pioneer staple? 
Uh, again, are you saying Throne of Eldraine? Yeah, starting from Throne of Eldraine. Uh, uh, there are a lot. So if you went through that list, I- I'm down with you reading off your list there. I could probably add a few if I know you missed any super important ones. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I would happily, like sometime I would, I don't feel like it would be a bad idea to sit down and say like, these are the top 20 cards of Throne yeah. of Eldraine because this is the best, set. you know, in my opinion, this is the best set ever. It's one of my favorite sets ever. Yeah. It just has so many playables and staples um, because they decided to make good cards for once. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, go ahead. What, what do you have for Throne of Eldraine? Um, so, again, these are cards that are not only the, you know, tier one, tier two, but also the off meta stuff. So, uh, all that glitters. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Bone Crusher Giant. Absolutely. Especially right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Castle Lock Queen. And, uh, yeah, probably all of the yeah, castles. Yeah, I was going to say Van- you know, Ventress and Garen Brig. You know, the red, green, and, sorry, sorry, the, the the blue, the green, and the black, I think, are the, the staples. Well, and the white, I'd say, in control. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Cauldron Familiar? Absolutely. Uh, Deafening Silence is a sideboard staple now, I would say. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Fae of Wishes, that's in, um, yep. uh, what is it, in uh, Lotus? Uh, Fires of Invention. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Mystical Dispute. Yeah, we can keep going. I love it. I love it. Yeah, okay. I want to make sure you got that one because yeah. that is one of the most played instant sorceries. Yeah, so Mystical Dispute, definitely. Um, red Cap Melee, I think, is a good sideboard card for Red. Red Cap Melee, yeah. Red Cap Mele- Melee, play. yeah. Uh, Witch's Oven, of course. Mm-hmm. And also, this was the first time we got Fabled Passage, I believe. So that's Yes, that's it definitely. was. Absolutely. Um, am I missing anything? Is there anything else you would add to that list? Uh, yes, I know I would say Gilded Goose. Okay, I was wondering, because that's in Jun Sacrifice, right? Yeah, it's in Jun Sacrifice, and I think it's pretty important there as well. Um, and it has seen play usually as a one or two of them, like Winota, um, so some other places as well. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I've got any other really, really big ones that I would have to include. You know, I think Kenrith is close. I was considering that as well. Yeah, if you're looking at the other Jun food, you know, Trail of Crumbs is also really important there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically just pick up a four of this set because the set's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe not, but if you want to. Um, I think that... I don't think you need to pick up a play set of Brazen Bowers. Those are pretty yeah. far on downturn. I mean, I would say those are kind of off right now. They used to be staples. Yeah. I would have said like a couple, you know, maybe a couple seasons back, I would have said they are staples, but I wouldn't say they're staples now. Yeah, even then there was a one to two of you know yeah. Stone Cold Serpent. I think sees it, it saw playing multiple decks. Yeah, all of those have kind of fallen off without um, without Luris. Yeah, you could still pick them up. So I think. that's yeah, that's about right. Yeah, like okay. Soul. All right. Um. So moving oh, on. Uh, maybe maybe Corvold, but that, he's also again. I was too. considering. Yeah, that that's possible, but that not every uh, Jun Sacrifice deck will run Corvold. I think sometimes they, yeah. they don't have it. Sometimes they're just running. You know, like the um card package with uh you know wishboard yes um but uh yeah moving on theros beyond death i think is the next one you want me to just do the same thing kind of go through uh my my list and then you can tell me sure and i've got a list too so if i don't if you don't name something i'll, I'll try and name it all right so i would say cling to dust um is still kind of a staple like a sideboard maybe or like you know in some uh, spell decks just because you know you need to have yeah. something to get rid of the graveyard um enigmatic incarnation of course, the the deck that's named after it. That's a, a core card um, f- <laughs> for for Pioneer. I would say Clothis, God of Destiny, is a good sideboard uh, staple. It's been a green red, and maybe I don't know what other decks would play it, but uh, 
but definitely in green red. Yeah, but various green red have been popular. Yeah. I think that's definitely that fits. You know, it's again that's probably a one or two of if you're picking up. Yeah. Don't grab a four of that. Um, Crooks, a Titan of of uh, Death Songer that sees play pretty much in every Rakdos deck. And oh, yeah. uh, Sentinel's Eyes that was in Auras again. It's kind of an off meta deck right now because you don't have Luris, but I would still say that's kind of a a, a pickup. And then uh, Soul Guide Lantern uh, is good. Still, I think it still think it's a good sideboard card. Yes, it is. So, so I had a couple more to add. You know, if you're talking about auras, I would also include Elseed of Vice yeah, County, just yeah. because that's so important. And if you're talking about enigmatic, I would include probably Omen of like all of the Omens, like Omen of the mm-hmm. Sea and Omen of the Sun, uh, as well as Birth of Miletus. You know, those see play in both. You know, in kind of under the Yorian decks. Mm-hmm. So, like usually enigmatic as well as some of the Transmogrify decks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I would probably add Shadow Spear. Uh, kind of fallen off with a lot of Luris decks being gone. What was it and seeing then... play in before? So it's definitely seeing play in you know like in Soul kind of decks, mm-hmm. um, and it shows up in some like Karn boards. So it's it's kind of a here or there as a one of probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you consider Thassa's Oracle to be a staple anymore? <sighs> Not without. I don't think I've seen it cast in a long yeah, while. Yeah, I would but... say no. Okay. Because you know without without inverter. Is who, what else are you going to play it in? Mono, mono blue d- devotion. That's not even a meta deck. That's not even an off meta deck. That's jank. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'd agree. Yeah. I think people would actually probably play Jace over that if they're going to do it. Just a little bit easier to protect, a little bit harder to target. Um. All right. Anything else from Theros? Or do you want to move on to Ikoria? Nope. That's good. Let's move on to Ikoria. All right. So moving on to Ikoria, here's my list of. Uh, of uh, staple cards uh, emergence ultimatum that's uh one of the cards that you need in uh, lotus field i think that's fair so i think it's like a two of i would say um extinction event i think is a, a very good sideboard card you know it really depends mm-hmm. you know on you know i was gonna say it depends on what people are playing um you know what what the meta is like but definitely extinction events i think is a good sideboard card Fight is one, I would say, is another good card for like heroic decks. You know, that's not really a. a top I, I don't. Tier. I don't think that's a staple. Yeah, it's that's a sideboard. Not a like that, eh, no, I don't. I don't think I would count that as a staple. Okay. No, okay. Definitely not. I'll take the loss there. I'll take the L. Um, of course, we said you know we talk about Winota. Winota, Joiner of Forces, uh, is a, uh, a staple from Ikoria. I think Gigantha, the Wellspring, is a staple. I mean, it sees play in like that free spot of so many decks like it was in mono red for a while it sees play in uh spirit sideboards as the companion um what do you think would you say Gigantha is a one of uh yeah i mean absolutely include yorian probably as well yeah if you didn't say that one yeah yeah so really all you know I, i'm happy to just say all the companions but i know that's not totally true yeah um i think triumphs from the set is a huge one i wouldn't say all the triumphs i said the ketria ragran and zagroth triumphs so all the blue ones are are staples but the other ones well i feel like the green ones all kind of see play yeah. in any you know when omnath decks were around certainly and i think that any of the red white ones also really see play because you want to have things that let you cast Chain to the Rocks. Mm-hmm. So those certainly see play. So it's k- kind of all of them. Maybe the Mardu one sees the least play, but e- even that one shows up here and there. Are they... Now, when we talk about these as staples, are these something that you absolutely need, though? Or are these like one or two outs? You know, it's it's kind of... Uh, maybe there's a little bit of like, hey, what, what are you playing? Um, there's some decks that would run like a four of one of them. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, you can probably get away. Like if you had one of each of them, that would probably cover you for most cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you knew you wanted more, that's probably not the worst idea. Okay. Um, and then the last one I'd make sure to mention is Shark Typhoon. Yeah. Being a great card yeah. The I always skip over blue. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You don't even look at the blue cards. Invisible. <laughs> yes. I, have, I am colorblind of blue. There we go. Um, so yeah, anything, if we're not, if the, if there's nothing else, uh, from Ikoria, um, how about Core 21? Is that cool? Yeah, is that the right order? I don't remember if Core 21 was before or after Zendikar. I think it was, I, am... I think it's before. Because I want to okay. say Core was summer and then Zendikar was like the, the fall set, I think. That, that, that checks out, yeah. Yeah. Especially in Zendikar Rising is still legal as well, but M21 and Aquarius. Yeah, Zendikar's got a few. Uh, you know, yeah. Here, I feel like there are a, ha- a decent handful of cards that I would consider staples. Yeah. Um, so I have to hear your list well, first. Here. First off, Core 21. M21. Oh, okay. Core 21 first. Yes. Sure. Um, Go for so it. Elder Gargaroth <laughs> is a sideboard card. Maybe sometimes it's yep. mid range. Uh, you know, main deck maybe in, in the bigger green decks, but that hasn't really like, been the flavor for a while. Yeah, but still, it's off meta, but I would still say, you know, it's still a good pickup. Um, Lofty Denial was in Spirits in Flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's kind of an off-meta deck, but still, it's a very good card. Um, Peer Into the Abyss, um, that is another card from the uh, Lotus Field combo. And I would say, what, they're playing like three? So, you know, you definitely want that to go through your deck. Um, Shackle Geist, what do you think about that one? Uh, you know, in Spirits, there's a couple, like, you know, Lofty Denial, Shacklegeist, if you're playing Spirits, yeah. grab them if you're not, don't. Yeah. Um, and then another really important one for that deck, too, is Watch for the Spheres. Yes, that, I had that on my list as well, Watch for the Spheres. Um, how about Garrick's Harbinger? I, I know I've seen a it's... lot of green decks have it in their sideboard. Yeah, and I don't love it. It, it kind of doesn't protect itself from enough and doesn't get through on too many things. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a lot of really good green three drops, and I think we'll talk about at least one of them later, mm-hmm. uh, that it's kind of, you know, like that one and Lovestruck Beast mm-hmm. are kind of, and like, you know, Steel Leaf Champion mm-hmm. are all kind of like fighting for third place, mm-hmm. it, it feels like. Mm-hmm. So tough to um say that one is like significantly better than the others but i do think that yeah it probably sees play maybe if you have two of them that's not the worst idea and uh the other one i have on my list is selfless savior the um, the dog that you can sacrifice was much better when loris was around i don't know if it's going to continue to be a staple but you know might be good to have him just in case what do you think Yep, uh, yeah, he was on my, you know, I kind of had like one or two cards that I considered a staple from the set, and then a handful that are like, yeah, these are, you know, playables. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, most most of them from the set I would consider playables and not really uh, bombs. Uh, Watch of the Spears is one that I, I kind yeah. of called out as a top one. The only other playable I would say would be the Rogues, uh, is that we got the, what is the Thieves Guild Enforcer from the set? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I didn't think that was actually a Pioneer staple, though. Um, you know, maybe not. Yeah, again, yeah, that's a playable. I didn't. I thought yeah. as far as staples, other than Watch for the Spheres, there's kind of nothing. Uh, Maze Mind Tomes, another one I'd call it as a playable. But uh, yeah, not, yeah, not a staple. Yeah, we're not doing playables today. We're doing we're doing staples. Okay, well so. then, then let's call nothing yes. from Core okay. Twenty One, basically. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so next, uh, Zendikar Rising. Is that cool? Yes, absolutely. Right, so now, this has some staples. Yeah. So my list, of course, the Pathways. Yeah, that's number absolutely. one. Absolutely. Uh, I would say Balaged Recovery uh, is a staple in the uh, Lotus Field decks, uh, like two or three of of those. What do you think? That's fair. Do you want to go over any of the other um, 
multi-face dual lands because I think there are more to mention. Are there any more? I mean, that you would say. I mean, I don't have any other on my list that, as far as a uh, spike field hazard, I'd say would be I, you know is yeah, like top five. I was considering that. I guess for mono red now, spike field hazard. Yes. Um, yeah, you occasionally see the glass pool mimic, and you occasionally see some of the bolt lands. Like those uh, still show up now and then. I think the black ones probably the best of those. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I would say... I wouldn't call them staples. I would say, you know, having one Agadim's Awakening, I think that there are still... You know, certainly if you're playing, like, Mono Black Aggro or yeah. something. That's so pricey, though. Yeah, Shadow Skull Smash and two. Yeah, I, I understand those are pricey, you know, modern. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think that those are reasonable cards to have probably one of. All right, I, I think a next uh, Blood Chief's Thirst um, has been a lot more play in, like, the black-red, you know, mid-range decks or just black decks in general. Yeah, that's a playable. I don't think that that's a staple. I think Dreadboard yeah. just does what it needs to do a lot true, better, true. except for when we had um, Pyromancer as a popular deck, which is not the case right yeah. now. Um, next, I would say is Luminarch Aspirants. I want to say that's in... Yeah. I want to say it's in Humans. Absolutely in Humans, yep. yeah. So um, the next one, I would say Skyclave Apparition. That's in a lot of decks. So yeah, that one's probably what? top of the list, maybe. What what decks is it seeing playing right now? I mean, it was in Spirits, of course. Um, so it'll see some play in Yorian. sideboard of things like Winota's. It'll see main deck in Spirits. Um, yeah, Yorian deck, so it'll be a searchable mm-hmm. or you know just a, a findable there. Yeah, any of the mono-white um, devotion decks. Mm-hmm. So there's a handful of places it, it's seen play. Um, I would say Omnath Locus of Creation is another staple. Yep, super on the downturn. But yeah. I feel Still like he could staple. come back, especially with... Uh, you know, maybe this next set will help him out. All right, and then I have a couple more. I, I think they're kind of like on the fringe. Maybe you can tell me Ooh, yes okay. or no. So, like, Lotus Cobra. Ah, uh, no. Nah. No? Okay. How, I mean, it's been a while, but... Uh, how about Yasharn, Implacable Earth? I think Yasharn does deserve a spot. Sideboard? Almost as a staple. It's probably a one-of or two-of, but whenever a sacrifice deck really pops up and comes very strong, Yasharn is a big reason why that gets put back down. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely think that it deserves a staple spot, mm. as even when it's not popular now... It's still waiting the wings to become into those decks when it needs to be. How about uh, Shadow's Verdict in the sideboard? Sideboard staple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, has fallen off since Luris mm-hmm. disappeared. Also, just black control hasn't been around mm-hmm. quite as much. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's an important card, probably worth having. Okay. And then how about Roiling Vortex as a sideboard staple? Okay, there. I was going to say, you, you've missed one of what I thought was a really big one, is Roiling Vortex is absolutely a sideboard staple for a lot of red decks, and that, that one's huge. You know, it's a really important card that goes understated, but, you know, it stops life gain decks, it stops a lot of the decks that cast things for free, so any Lotus, of the Fires decks. Omniscience. The, yeah, it's decent against Lotus. I think it's probably worth bringing in, depending mm-hmm. on what you have against that deck. Um, it's good against, you know, Bring to Light. So a lot of stuff that that's good, good for. Yeah. Okay. Anything else from Zendikar? Because that's pretty much my list. Uh, the only other one I was going to mention was maybe Feed the Swarm. Uh, just does show up a fair yeah. bit in black decks trying to be able to answer some. You know, maybe less now that there's not really black decks that care too badly about Rest in Peace. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big place where it was uh, really useful. Okay. Um, now, Kaldheim. You know, this is where you were, you can shine, I guess. Uh, oh okay <laughs> um, but yeah do you want me to continue we just can you know i'll do my list sure yeah yeah, yeah. uh pathways again yep those, absolutely those are definitely key uh i would say sikius chariot chariot yep that's my number one here. is that a four of a three of a two of like what would you say like i know it's it sees play of course in minota maybe in grease fang yeah. decks 
I think it's a pretty reasonable four of, um, you know, to be safe, maybe. Yeah. You know, if there's if you know what deck you want, you could probably buy fewer, especially if it's still, you know, these are still in standard. So if we are talking about finance, which we said we weren't going to, these are cards that are on the older side of standard. So their price should drop quite significantly when they're no longer in standard mm-hmm. because, you know, who's playing a Seekers Chariot in modern right now, Nobody. as far as I know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, next, I would say is Weathered Runestone. I think uh, that's kind of seen a little bit more favor recently uh, instead of Grafdigger's Cage, just because um, you know it stops stuff like Grease Fang. Even though Grease Fang is an off-player yeah. deck, people will play that. You know, you'll run into it at F and M's and stuff like that. Absolutely. And then the, I have two more, but I'm I'm not sure if they're super playable right now. But I would still consider them uh, staples. Faceless Faceless Haven was in the. Um, I want to say it was Mono Black Aggro, but was it also in Vampires? Um, I think that Vampires just played Mutavolt. It sees some play in the Mono Blue Spirits deck that one person always does well with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it saw play when like Mono White Devotion was popular. It It's not a very popular card, but it does see some play. Yeah, and it's a great... Well, I mean, again, we're not on finance, but it's a great budget um, alternative <laughs> to Mutavolt. Because, you know, they just released yeah. them in the standard decks, and I got four of them for like... 60 cents each I'm like yes hmm. um but yeah speaking of mono blue uh ascendant spirit maybe that's he's playing the mono okay. blue deck yeah i mean he's playing that one deck yeah but i think that you wouldn't call it a staple yeah not so much a staple is there anything else because that's all i had for kaldheim am i missing something um tibble for a little while was uh i think that that's kind of dropped off just because we're not seeing much brain delight you mean valky but... yeah valky slash mm-hmm. tibble um i think old growth troll is a pick yeah okay you know, that's kind of what I've seen as mostly the best of those remaining green mm-hmm. three drops, just because they kill it and it still provides you value. You know, it doesn't trade one for one with removal, yeah. which is really important. Uh, I also think that Binding the Old Gods probably shows up as a playable. What was that seeing play in, though? Mostly the enchantments deck. Oh, like um, any enigmatic? Enigmatic, yeah. yeah. Some, you know, I think it kind of fell out of Niv. Uh, do you have okay? Here, here's a question. What do you think was the best god? You know, excluding Tybalt. Uh, I liked Redain. That that's what I was gonna go with. Is I, th- I was I want to say that Redain won our slot for the best god. I don't know if it's a um, staple though. I know people more people are playing yeah. it in the sideboard now, but I wouldn't say it's staple status yet. If it were a staple, I would call it a sideboard staple yeah. just because there's a few decks that it's good against because it slows them down. It's also weirdly good against Mayhem Devil specifically yeah. because the backside yep. prevents one damage and that's all that Mayhem Devil does. Yep. All right. Um, moving on to Strixhaven. Okay. I have one Strixhaven card that I would consider a staple. All right. I have four. Okay. I'm interested to hear yours. Um, so I know yours. I, I'll leave yours off because I know yours is probably. Um, what it is it's probably a blue card uh elite spellbinder nope. <laughs> um i would say oh is that from yeah that's okay yeah Shusaven. elite spellbinder is a good card that's that, that's fair sideboard staple for winota it if it's in winota, it's usually in the main deck or sideboard yeah it, it shows up some in both of those yeah. in you know in the 75 what i don't know how this uh yeah myth explorer was sorting it weird for me i didn't mm. see that one but yeah that that's a reasonable so okay, we can include that. There's yeah. two. There's two uh, statements. And I would also say Vanishing Verse is in. I've seen that in Niv before in the other four color decks. Yeah, um, uh, a little bit. It's, it's like kind one of or two. One of yeah, a... yeah. Still, I still think it's it's a really good card. It's almost it is, almost yeah. a staple. And then I would even say Blade Historian for Winota. More people are playing it. Someone was just talking about it the other day about how powerful it was in Winota, and now that how, I wouldn't say important how. 
big Minota has come recently, I, I would say Blade Historian is like a one or two of in that type of deck. Yeah, for me, I excluded it because, you know, similar to Kenrith, it's not in every build of Winota. Mm -hmm. So being a maybe one of in one singular deck kind of puts it on the low side for me. Mm -hmm. All right. And then you want to talk about your blue card? Um, I I don't know which blue card you're talking about. Right. For Strixhaven? I've got some uh, some small call outs. Maybe I missed a card. Are you serious? Because of how this is sorted. I probably missed a card. It's like the biggest uh, card in, in Phoenix. You're joking with me, right? No. Okay, what card are you talking Expressive about? Expressive iteration. Oh, okay. Yeah, why is that not on... Okay, whatever... Whoever <laughs> sorted this, uh, the Mythic spoiler page, did a terrible job. Dude. Okay, yeah, there we go. Expressive iteration. Yeah, that's a big one. I thought that was, okay. like, your card. <laughs> yeah. No, that's absolutely a staple from this set. Yeah, that, that's a, a big one. Um, yeah, that's a four of... That's 100% in multiple decks here. Yeah, sorry. I just have a really, really bad uh, Mythic spoiler page open that's and not never actually showing Mythic half spoiler. the cards. <laughs> <laughs> I used to oh, Scryfall for everything. Time. Nah, yeah. Scryfall. Mm. Yeah. I want to be able to see more cards than that. There we go. Um, the only other one that I said was, hey, this looks like a staple, is Goblank. Oh, is that from Strixhaven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's from Strixhaven. Um, I got... So, yeah, Strixhaven's got like two. Yeah, Goblank, uh, <laughs> uh, sideboard and mainboard. And a couple other playables. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Culling Ritual almost became a staple. Like, right before Lurus was banned, it was getting to the point where it was a staple, like showing up in multiple I mean, it was, yeah, it was really good against. Bomb. Yeah, it was good against Soul. <laughs> it, it was good against Auras. It was good against Mono Red. All of those cards. Yeah. Prismari Command shows up here and there. Magnopus yeah. shows up here yeah. and there. But I wouldn't say there's um, staples yet. And then. I just wanted to call us out is that, you know, when we were looking at the learn lesson learn cards, mm-hmm. you know, we were kind of low on them. Uh, I think that we undersold the cheaper ones because I don't think that we said that Divide by Zero or I Twitch mm-hmm. were any good. Mm-hmm. And I think those are two of the most playable. Yeah, very close. So there's, there's some stuff that's close to staple status. But yeah, not, not right. quite staples. All right. So moving on, then uh, Adventures yeah, in the Forgotten absolutely. Realms. Uh, a couple big ones. I would say a lot of the lands. Definitely, if you want to start there, like Den of the Bugbear, Hall of the Storm Giants, Hive of the Eye Tyrants, and Lair of the Hydra. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yep, then they decided that the white one gets to be terrible, unlike the rest of them. <laughs> I still think some decks are playing it. It's just not a staple yet, I would say. The other yeah, ones definitely yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. It's just significantly worse than the other four for no reason. Um, another big one is Portable Hole. Um, yep. Big, big uh staple from that um so far that's my number one number two and i would say werewolf pack leader is another one the mono green that's a good one mono green as well as humans yeah Um, you know that's such an important humans card and um uh after that i kind of get into like uh, it it was good it could be good again like ingenious smith i would still say is a staple even though insoles not really seeing play at the moment yeah, and if you're going to say Ingenious Smith, I would say that Blackstaff the Waterdeep yep. goes along with it. Yeah, yep, that definitely I would agree. Um, another one I would say is uh, Deadly Dispute from like the Anvil decks. Yeah, so that's a big one I want to mention because I don't think that we, you know, we kind of said like, oh, hey, it costs one more than Village Rights. That's not worth the, the payback, mm-hmm. but it really has been. That's been, you know, like I said, I'm going to call out where we missed things. Um, this is one of the few that I think we kind of missed in that th- this card's really good, and it is definitely a format staple seeing play in multiple yeah. sets. Less now that Luris is gone, but still uh, still certainly around. Um, the other one I want to call out, mm. you know, the classes we looked at, and I think that only really one of them has had a lasting impact. Um, we probably undersold how good Ranger class yeah. is. Like, we, we called it out as probably being the best one, but I think we undersold. Now, 
that the best one is still is quite playable. Was that seeing play in Winota, or was that seeing play in like some? It was not all versions of Winota. So again, that's kind of a you know maybe in Winota, but it also has some maybe in other decks. So it, it makes at least a list here, unlike things that are only a one of in Winota. Yeah, I picked up there again. These just came out in that standard set, the green red one, I think, and I picked up like a a play set for like two fifty each. So I'm happy with that. And then. You know, not a staple, but had some impact on the format. I do think that Book of Exalted Deeds should be called out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's not a staple. I mean, it could, it could make a comeback, but it's definitely off meta. Yeah. Um, so hey, if they unbanned uh, Ballista, it would make a comeback. So a couple removal spells that I'd like to get your opinion on. Um, the first one I've seen, sure. Rave Enfeeblement, which is the minus four, minus mm-hmm. one. And if it's a white creature, minus four, minus four. One mana blocks instant. Has seen a lot of sideboard play, especially in, I would say, like, uh, I, I've been playing a lot of Black Red recently, and I've seen a lot of people playing that there. Would you say that yes. is a newer staple in Black decks? You in know, the sideboard? right now, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of tough because I kind of feel like that card seeing play is indicative of how much of a problem Winota is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see. Uh, but yeah, I do think that right now that's certainly playable. And then the other one I had was Power Word Kill. Is this the best black removal? Because oh, I didn't. It bounced back and forth. When, when we were seeing that played a fair bit, yes. I think that it's tough right now because Mono Black isn't seeing a lot of play. Mm. And Dreadbore is super, super important to be able to hit the, um, the fairies in the format and the Wandering Emperors. So right now. The decks are red black, mm-hmm. and if they are red black, they're absolutely playing Dreadbore instead. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that any of the other two mana removal yeah, suite is really seeing looked at. Was it the um? Was the un- the Righteous Act? No. Uh, what was it? The the one from Ikoria. What was that called? Oh oh oh! Um, Heartless Act. Heartless Act. So they, I, I skipped on talking about that one. I think it would have been a staple before, but now it's it's not a staple anymore. It's probably still fine to have though. Yeah, there's not a lot of counters going around that are super important. Um, is there anything else we're missing from AFR? Nope, that that works for me. That works? All right, so uh, next we have Innistrad Midnight Hunt. We're almost done, folks. Thanks for sticking with us for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, thank me. You know, again, once I got to, like, the last three. Did we do Strixhaven? Yes, we, we did. did. Yeah, yeah, so I, I kind of did feel like, like, you know, just, just looking back at it, I did feel like Strixhaven and Kel Time. When they came out, we said they were kind of weak. And, you know, going back over mm-hmm. it for this, there's not a lot yeah. of playables from either of yeah. those. So. D- definitely, definitely. I was going to mention something like that as well. Um, but, yeah, anyways, uh, Midnight Hut and Vow in Neon Dynasty. These are a-, a lot newer. It's a little bit harder. It was harder for me to gauge, are these actually staples or just like the, I don't know, uh, the spice of the week or whatever, you know, flavor of the week. So, yeah. Well, so, okay, how about this? Uh, do you think that Crimson Vow or Midnight Hunt you know, two years down the road is going to have more staples from it. Uh, yeah, I, I would say, I would say so. I think there was a couple that's, you know, were kind of, I, I was saying, it, you know, call your shot. Which do you think between Crimson Vow and Midnight oh, which Hunt one? will have more? Yeah. Which one? I mean, looking at it right now, I has, I have a lot more in Crimson Vow than I have on Midnight Hunt. Oh, wow. I, I was going to say Midnight Hunt. So, but let's, uh, you know, fake shake on that. And two years down the road, we'll look at it and say, there hey, we go. <laughs> Ryan was wrong. <laughs> yeah. There was definitely should have said Midnight Hunt huh. because how could he forget how good, you know, that meat, meat hook massacres for yeah. $400. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you want to start with there? That's definitely um, one of the. Sure. The that's staples. on the list. Um, I think that the number one I would put from the list is considered. Yeah, that's on the list as well. Regardless. 
Yeah, just because that's become such a format staple. You know, we called it when the when the set review came out. You know, consider so, play with fire, both seeing so, play, just because they're upgrades on what we had. Consider is currently only seeing play in Phoenix, or does it see? Yes, some of the you know it will see play in other things as well. Like you'll see it in not all builds of Jeskai Ascendancy. You'll see it in you know it, it shows up here and there. Mm-hmm. I think that it's uh it, it certainly earned its spot mm-hmm. yeah it, and we'll continue to see four of play in popular yeah, we, we got, regardless of what the format does we got grixis coming back so who knows maybe it'll see more play in there too yeah um so yeah what's another obvious one uh i would say play with fire in mono red yeah, yeah. definitely is a, a staple now uh sideboard or main board though i'm not sure i've seen it show up in both I've seen it show up in main board as a replacement for, you know, and in things like Phoenix as well. So that's definitely a high one. Mm-hmm. It just kind of improved over the you know, wild slash and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say Brutal Cathar is another good one. Yeah, Brutal Cathar. Sideboard, though? In, I don't, uh, main board. Is it main board? Main board well? in Winota yeah. uh, and humans sideboard well. usually in humans. Okay. Yeah. Good, good. And then also for talking about humans, I would say Adeline Respondent Cathar has shown up a lot in those human de- decks. Um, like Possibly. I would have gone with Tovalar's Huntmaster. That's if in, I was looking well, that's at more of Winota. Winota. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Huntmaster's in Winota, but, but Adeline's it's earned in its humans. spot as being the staple six drop. Yeah. You know, six, yeah. seven drop. Um, so after this, it kind of gets a little bit more fuzzy. Like, for example, would you say the Midnight Huntlands would be considered staples? I know that. I have them off of my list of like top five but i think that they're probably staples yes like, they, they are really good like they're super important. which ones see play i know the black Before red one sees play yeah black red one sees play is the blue white one in midnight hunt or is that one in yeah so that out. one's in midnight it, hunt yeah i mean i would say that oh yeah all of the allied ones yeah. are in us so yeah i think the allied ones were more important uh yeah blue white red black we'll probably see the blue black soon maybe green green red as well yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah, maybe. Um, so yeah, that was something I was, you know, kind of on the, the fence about. The other one, Graveyard Trespasser. And I'm I'm playing it as a four of in black red mid range, but I don't know if it sees any other uh, I don't know if it sees any other play. It's one of the best three drop black mid range cards we've yeah. seen in a while. Um so it definitely earns its spot as a, a format staple. Um and, and I am sad to say like it kind of beat out I thought the adversaries were all going to mm-hmm. kind of see some play, and it kind of took the spot. It took, it took a lot of the thunder from those yeah, ones. Yeah, and especially, you know, it just depends on how heavy the uh, graveyard um, theme is in the current metagame as well, and I think it's never going to go away, so it's always going to be good, to be honest. Yep, and I've got one more, is uh, Fateful Absence. Uh, that <sighs> one has been pretty that. important for blue and white, yeah. for blue white, you know, especially to take out Planeswalkers. Yeah, I was on the fence about that. Uh, and Memory Deluge yes. as well, I yes, think. Yes, yes. Memory Deluge, she's playing, uh, what, um, not only Control, really just but, control. but also well, I think it's yeah, like think... a one or two of for Lotus Field. Nah, I don't think so. Usually they're maybe on one dig. I don't think I've seen Memory Deluge. Yeah? They've mostly tried to get away from the graveyard. Okay. Um, so that's Midnight Hunt, unless you have anything else to add. Nope, that's good. All right, so Crimson Vow. Um, so I actually have a lot from Crimson Vow that I think. Oh, wow, okay. So, I mean, of course, we already. I've got like two Planeswalkers, two creatures, and. Yeah. yeah that's all? Not a lot. <laughs> wow. Okay, so of course, the lands, like we said, I think those are going to be staples. Yeah. Um, yeah, worse than the uh, Midnight Hunt ones, though. So, yeah, yeah. I got to say that. <laughs> um, 
Thalia, Guardian of Thraven, that's in humans. Um, it is, but I don't think that it's the you know format warping card no, that people no. seem to think it was going to be. I would still think it's a staple for for humans. If you're playing five color humans, you're going to win. Yeah, I think it's a it's a staple. Yeah, I think that's fair to call it a staple. Uh, Holebreaker Horror in the sideboard for it's it just I don't think that index. it's in any no? decks that I would consider tier. Okay, and it's not even in yeah. So I think that that's a playable. I don't think that that's a staple. All right, that was kind of one of my stuff that was like kind of on the the fence about um another one that i'm kind of on the fence about i think is really playable and has seen some play i don't know if it's a staple yet is soren the mirthless uh yeah i think that one's probably because he shows up as like a one a like soren the mirthless and chandra dress to kill i think both are very good and will continue to see play um they kind of both have one home yeah each dress to kill but i think that they are good enough to uh to have that spot dress to kill is more of a staple than soren though Maybe you know when black red mid range was a super popular deck. I think that Soren had its place. Mm-hmm. Now you know, mono red mid range being more popular, Chandra is definitely in that one. Yeah. Um. So it's back and forth. All right. Um. Another one I would say is uh, uh, Cemetery Gatekeeper. You know, mono red. We have the eight Edelon or twelve Edelon effect mono red decks. Yeah, that hasn't been the flavor that has been as popular recently. I think that it's a good card. Mm-hmm. I don't know if right now I would call it a staple, so I would probably put it more as a playable than a staple. Okay, okay. Um, you know, uh, we were talking about, uh, uh, what is it, the Anvil decks. So uh, I would say Voldarian Epicure. Voldarian mm-hmm. Epicure and along with that Blood Tithe Harvester. Yes, yes. Blood Tithe Harvester is definitely one of my top ones from this yeah. set. I would say Blood Tithe Harvester is becoming more of a staple now than Voltaire and Epicure because Epicure is usually only seen play in like the Anvil decks, whereas I think Blood Blood Tithe Harvester can be played in Anvil or in mid-range or any other black-red deck that you're playing. Yeah, you know, you'll occasionally see like a mono-red with Voltaire and Epicure, Mm -hmm. so I think that both of them see some play without the other, Mm -hmm. but yeah, they kind of go hand-in-hand for me. Um, Another one I have in the sideboard um, is Path of Peril. Another! Sorry. No, just yelling another. But yeah, Path of Peril, uh, I think, is another good sideboard card. It's like uh, two of in a lot of decks. Uh, it destroys everything, though, what, mana costs two or less, creature-wise. Yeah, um, it definitely it's playable. I don't think it's a staple. No? Um, you know, when okay. I see it, I'm like, oh, yeah, people play that card. Uh, I'm not as much like, yeah, that's a you know card that i associate with the format of pioneer yeah okay then how about i mean again i'm just thinking but it shows up i guess it shows up in does it show up anywhere besides lotus path apparel i want to say it's showing up in some other mid-range decks or like control decks mm. like black red or sorry it's a black blue control but i'm not sure um yeah i don't know if you'd play it without the ability to cleave it though so i'm not sure um again i i play a lot of uh red white historic so i would say ancestral anger that's like a four of in the the heroic decks if you're playing that yeah it's yeah well the heroic deck kind of got banned out of pioneer so because of uh luris luris yeah. yeah you know maybe it'll still show up i think it probably should should be showing up i'm surprised i haven't tested feathers it, back. but i am surprised that it dropped off entirely yeah you know everyone's like oh hey feathers back got unbanned and i'm like you know at the time i was like guys you know i don't know if it's good enough but yeah, maybe I was proven right, or maybe nobody's tested. So we'll we'll find out. And, and then one other card that I think is kind of a new um, staple for one deck is Edgar Charmed Groom. I think that's pretty much there to stay in uh, vampires. Yes, I didn't include it because 
Vampires isn't in meta, and it's, it's still not Pioneer, 100% though. played, but it is, yeah. yeah. It, it, it definitely sees play in that deck when that deck sees play, yeah. um, but that deck isn't currently don't, really seeing play, so it's kind of low. Don't let Icarus hear you. I will, you know, the other reason why I'm going to like, you know, maybe this is looking too much <laughs> forward, but if we're looking at Grix's Vampires, mm-hmm. then Edgar might get uh, the boot. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that card is very good in the one specific deck that wants yeah. it. All right, so that's everything from Crimson Vow. So moving on to our last sets, if that's okay with you, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Yeah, I didn't go too hard into Neo because it did kind of just come out. Yeah, um, but I think it's already so. it started to stabilize. We're starting to see, you know, a, a couple new decks came out, and you know these are these seem like their core cards. For example, I would say Oni Colt's Anvil is definitely a, a staple. Um, I don't think you don't so. think so. I think that I mean, Mono Black just isn't a Oni you know, Colt's not... Anvil. The black oh, red. Oh, Oni Colt Anvil. I'm talking about the Oni Colt. Uh, no, 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 no. What's the sword? Blade of the Oni. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the black red artifact sacrifice stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's showing up. Um, you know, that took it took a hit when Luris got yeah. banned, but absolutely that Oni Colt Anvil is popular because people are still playing it in just regular blue red, but people have also started putting that into uh, John Sacrifice, and then we got that little crossover with like the um, the cat oven and stuff now, so. Yep. So 100%, I think Jun- it's here to stay. Sacrifice, food, red, black, sacrifice, mm-hmm. whatever kind of deck have you. Uh, yep, that one's great. Channel lands, I would say, are staples. They're going to be staples. Yes. Um, I think that the... I'm trying to say, like, I feel that... You know, maybe Sakenzin yes. and Aganjo probably see the least play. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're, they're all they're all playable. Probably all staples. At least as a one-off. I think a lot of people would just play them as like one or two offs, you know, in their decks. Yeah. Um, another one, I would say March of Otherworldly Light is here to stay. Absolutely. Premier white removal, finally. Um, but definitely sees play in, uh, not only, uh, control, but pretty much every other mid-range deck. I don't know if aggro decks will want to play it so much, though. What do you think? Yeah. Um, there's a couple, like, you know, Greasefang decks sometimes want it yeah. because they'll have, like, extra copies of Prehelion in hand and are happy to exile something like, hey, rest in peace. Um, Greasefang, what's your, what's your take on that? I kind of think it's, like, on the fence. I think it's probably earned its place. You know, yeah. it's not a tier one deck. It's not a tier two deck. But it is, like, meta the deck. fact that it's the card that makes the whole deck mm-hmm. work kind of makes me me lean towards it being uh, included. Okay. Yeah, I, I could go either way on it. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. Um, I would say Wandering Emperor is definitely going to be a staple. Yeah. Absolutely Wandering Emperor. Um, white, blue, uh, control. Is it, it seeing any play outside of that, though? Uh, maybe. You know, like Mono White, which isn't the popular deck. Mm-hmm. I think that it will, though. Like, it, it is... You know, it's a strong card, and it's almost enabling the blue-white deck to be like... Like, yeah, blue-white was around before it, but it's kind of enabling blue-white to be a more... You know, give it an identity, mm-hmm. almost. Um, and another one for blue-white's control, Farewell. Would you say that is going to become a staple? I think that that's kind of a playable... Um, like, it doesn't always see play in those blue-white decks, and when it does, it's, you know, a one to two of... It's backbreaking. I've been playing against it, and whoo, whoo! <laughs> it's a good card. It's a good yeah. Card. Um, uh, but yeah, that was definitely more popular. You know, that's another one of those that kind of took a hit from uh, mm-hmm. Luris being gone. Um, I have two more, or not two more. I mean, I have two things that kind of go together, and maybe you can tell me if you think they're staples. So we talked about the Anvil deck, um, 
or sorry, Onicult Anvil being one of the staples, would you say any of those enablers are, are uh, going to become staples, like uh, Experimental Synthesizer or Voltage Surge, for example? You know, Voltage Surge is really good. I could almost call that one. I think that the Synthesizer, people are kind of back and forth mm-hmm. on it. Um, like, it might end up not making the final cut, especially as more good cards come out for that deck in the future. But Surge, probably... I think Surge will probably have a more lasting uh, impact. Okay. Um, and since we're on Red, uh, Mono Red's been playing Kumano Faces Kakazan. About... Oh, yeah, that one's good. That is one's that definitely good? good. Would you say it's a staple, or is it still kind of you know going back and forth whether or not it's good or not? You know, it's kind of one of those maybe I should say no. Like It's definitely good, and it, when it sees play, it's usually as a four of, mm-hmm. but it's not in every Red Aggro deck, mm-hmm. and Red Aggro's, you know, Mm. You could take it or leave it. It's an uncommon. Okay. Um, but if we can talk about the more important saga. Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Fable of the Mirror Breaker See, is everywhere. So, oh, I yeah. haven't tested it out. I know people are like, oh, it's so good. It's so uh, good. But I kind of feel like it could be one of those decks. Or sorry, one of those cards that just kind of like, it's good now. And then once people are ready for it, you know, it just kind of peters off. Well, I think, you know, for me what it is, is like how many good red mid-range three drops are there like that you can think of if i say hey what's a good you know yeah mid-range three drop for any other color you could be like oh this 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 and if you think red you're Not, like uh mm, chain whirler? bone crusher giant yeah you, you start thinking yeah. chain whirler and this you know it makes a creature it makes treasure it makes you know you draw and discard yeah. for free i mean you get another creature so I, you're you're it, it's going to be card advantage. It's going to be value. Yeah. It makes copies of things. It pressures life. It seems good in Gruul. Gets rid of dead cards. Like, you know, make a copy of pretty good card. Gruel. So yeah, definitely. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not 100 sold on. It. I don't know if I would call it a staple just yet because it's really only seeing play. I'm, I'm in ready the black to call red. it a staple. It's seeing play everywhere. Is it's seeing it? play in Winota. It's seeing play okay. in mono red. Okay. It's seeing play. Yeah. It's it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, and then I think one more that I want to give a shout out to is Light Paws Emperor's Voice, even though Auras isn't really I know, a thing. I'm so I still think <laughs> yeah, it's it kind of died out. I, I still think that's another one that feels like it probably still could be a deck, yeah. and people just aren't playing exactly, it. But we'll exactly, exactly. It'll come back, and and you know, it's a four of in that deck, you know, alongside SRAM. Okay. So I would definitely call it a staple. Is there anything else we're missing from Neon Dynasty? I don't think so. All right. But uh, whew, I'm I'm so happy we got through the the whole list. You know, I felt like you know we really need to do this kind of topic again with you know organized play announcements and people getting into Pioneer. They need to know what cards are seeing play to you know make better decisions on what kind of decks to choose or what kind of cards they should be picking up, etc. So so thank you for doing yeah, this. Yeah, hopefully topic. this is uh, interesting for people listening. You know, it's not just us rambling about cards that we like. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, we are trying to say like, hey, take a look at these cards if you aren't looking at them. These are things that are showing up in multiple decks mm-hmm. and you'll probably see a lot of them. Uh, and if you guys say, hey, you missed something yes. or you want to hear more or anything else, the best thing to do is to follow us on Twitter at MTG Pioneer. You can also find a link to our Discord there and find links to everything we post, which is all Pioneer related. And we retweet you know, all kinds of Pioneer information from the community. We link pretty much everything that's coming from Playing Pioneer, which is a group that is all making high-level Pioneer articles mm-hmm. and other content. Yes. All right. Um, we're going to do socials then? Uh, yeah. If you're ready to wrap it up. Yeah, do you want me to go first? 
I mean, I, I just I just did my wrap up. You're, you're good. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear the at MTG Pioneer, you know, things. So. Oh yeah, I got it in there. Okay. It was it was smooth transition all the way. Yeah, you you're, you're <laughs> sneaky ninja, but magic ninja. Um, but anyways, yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at uh, Yo Japan Hobbyist, and uh, you can also find me in the Discord channel. I'm pretty active in our Discord channel. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to hearing from you. Looking forward to talk about Pioneer, especially organized play. So uh, be sure to give us a follow or to join in the conversation. All right. That's going to bring us to the end of our show. Thank you guys for listening. This was a recap of all of the playables in Pioneer going back from Core 2021 till the most recent set that was out. And next week we'll be coming back at you for a set review of the brand new Streets of Compendia. So listen to that one. Listen to everything. We're awesome. Uh, we are the First Pioneers Podcast, and we look forward to being your go-to source for Pioneer Information Online. First Pioneers are trending out stapling out stapling out (laughs) stapling out okay stapling out